Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Beat. I am Torres. You could find me at Torres Takes on Twitter. We have a podcast, fellas. I am joined here by two fantastic co-hosts. We're going to start with Mike Carter. Torres, Mike Carter, what's going on, man? Fan track. Listen, man, I am pumped. When I heard your name, when I heard that you were going to be part of this, man, I, I couldn't say no. So thank you. All right, thank you for being a part of this. And uh, yeah, how are you feeling? We, we got a podcast, man. Well, I'm really excited about it. I never in my wildest dreams thought that something like this would ever happen to me. I don't know how far it will go. I think it's going to go really well. I think it's going to go really far. And when I found out that you were involved and our other mystery person that's going to be on this podcast, I couldn't say no either. I actually went and pulled my family and they said, what do those people want with you? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know. I guess I'll be the comic relief guy. So I appreciate you having me on and, and being here. And I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Just can't wait to, to get going. This is our first episode and, you know, we're still trying to figure out where exactly we're headed with this podcast and, and what this is going to look like. But listen, we know that, uh, you know, I, I know that I'm working with two awesome people and, and I think, like you said, however long this goes, whether we do six episodes or 600, uh, we're going to have fun doing it. So listen, excited to have you to work with you, Mike. I'm going to kick it to our other co-host who, again, another dude, when I heard he was involved, it was like, holy crap, man. Like, I just I can't say no to this. I'm going to pass this over to Carlos Marcano of Pitcherless and Baseball Prospectus. Carlos, how you feeling, man? I'm extremely, extremely happy, man. And, 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 uh, I mean, I, I'm the lucky one to be around with you guys. And, and of course, thanking, uh, David for, and all the guys from triple play that, that are willing to, to, you know, to have us with in, in their incredible, in, uh, network of, of podcasts. So pump up and, and, and just to be honest, I never thought, as Mike said, that, that I would be in this position and, and I'm willing to to be, you know, having the fun of my life doing it. And I hope that whatever we ramble here, it's go- it might be useful for, for some folks around and that, they are, that they are listening to us. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, this is our first episode. So I kind of just want to set the stage for, you know, what uh, what people could expect you know, from uh, the fantasy baseball beat. So, you know, I was just thinking like there, there's so many podcasts, right? I mean, there's just, yeah. I, I think people are inundated and it's hard. Like we we're trying to think like, what are we going to provide that is unique, right? That's going to add to this space. Cause we don't want to just be another podcast, right? That just does the same thing everybody else is doing. So, you know, the three things that I really think like that I want to accomplish with this podcast is, is number one, I want to inform, right? I want people to get information that maybe they're not getting anywhere else. And uh, part of the reason of the name of the fantasy baseball beat is that we are intending to get information from people who are close to the game. So um, this is not going to be every episode, but a lot of episodes are going to feature a a guest. And and this may be a beat writer or an announcer or, you know, somebody who is close to the team that could give us some information that is going to be relevant to our game, to fantasy baseball. Um, So yeah, we want to, we want to inform, 
you know, and, and you guys too. I mean, you guys are going to bring the knowledge. I hopefully I'm going to bring some, you know, a, a unique perspective. So I, I think we've got a lot to add in terms of information. I also want to entertain, right? Like I think, listen, there is there, this is not to denigrate anybody in the, in the space right now, but to be honest, like, I, I think most people would say that we need a little bit more life. We need a little bit more like just, uh, you know, free flowing, you know, obviously a big part of our game is numbers and stats and that stuff can be dry. Right. But yeah. we want to inject a little life into it, um, you know, have some fun, poke fun at each other. Uh, so that's going to be a big part of it, too. We're, we're going to, you know, keep it light here. Another thing I was thinking, the last thing I'm going to mention here is I want to engage. You know, I want to engage with people. You know, I'll tell you a little bit about like, because I've only been in this space and I don't even know, like, if I'm technically in the industry at this point, I, I don't know, but I, I don't know what the criteria is for that. But, you know, it's like I was a fantasy baseball fan who was just like lurking in the shadows on Twitter for a long time, you know, and I made the decision. I'll tell you right now, actually, the main thing that got me out of the, the quote unquote shadows was Alex Fast, a pitcher list, mm -hmm. put out a um, it was like a program for uh, I forget the exact name of it, but it was well, basically they wanted to encourage diversity within this space. Yeah. And that just got me writing and I ended up getting a position at Razzball. OK, you as well, Carlos. I had no idea. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's what really motivated me and just engaging with other people in this space and making connections with other people that love this game. Mm -hmm. It's added so much to my life. Yeah. You know, because this is a passion of mine. It's a it ain't easy to find other people that love yeah. fantasy baseball, right? Like maybe you get, yeah. you'll meet like a casual person once in a while. who's kind of somewhat yeah. into it, but to find somebody who loves the game as much as I do, or as much as you guys do not easy. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I want to engage more people, more people, the people who listen to this podcast, maybe they find us on Twitter or YouTube or, or whatever. I want to be able to engage with them. I want to hear from them. Crap, I'm, I, I would love to even have people on it as long as they're in, you know, have something interesting to say, you know, and they really want to, to put themselves out there. I would mm -hmm. love to engage with other people who want to also be in this space. So those are the three things that I personally would love to accomplish with this podcast, inform people, entertain people and engage them. So, yeah, guys, you have anything? What are what are your goals for this doing this podcast? I mean that that's a hell of a great foundation to 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 work on, uh, Torres and I, I could I I um, well speaking for myself I, I wouldn't have said it better in, in any way and I and I think it's we have the the guide there to to continue and try to do it I, I mean will we be able to get all the results let's let's work it on the let's see where where the road takes us right well, and, we can right uh, yeah and engaging and, and getting more fans and, and that's something that it's easy to oversee I mean, we need to include more people in in our game it's it's just there's so many people out there that might and I'm sure that would be uh, and could have fun as much as we do but they don't know 
They don't right. know right. about mm -hmm. it and or they are scared about it. You know, they they right. they they see, oh come on, it's just a bunch of numbers and things like that. And and mm -hmm. and what uh, what can I do about it? No, yes, everyone can. You need to start somewhere. Right. You mm -hmm. need to you need to, you to take get that it. first step. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, I, I was also in that mentorship pro program mentorship. that Alex and, and Nick did in, in picture list and it changed my life, as, as you said, you know, I, I've met, uh, I, I can't even count how many tremendously nice people I've, I've met in this space. And that's hard to do in Twitter, you know, or, or right. somewhere else where that's you can find sure. everything. So uh, uh, I'm in, uh, I'm here for the fun. Uh, and we know we can sometimes cry with our fake teams and then and, and, you know have a hard time or or but it's mostly fun and, and great so i'm all for for it here yeah yeah, yeah. I, and i was sorry mike i, I just want to say one more thing it was like when i thought about doing this you know you were saying call us like we'll, we'll see what happens we don't know you know we're just going to put ourselves out there and we'll we'll see you know the results will will follow um, but I figure I, I look at a lot of things in my life and in fantasy baseball as well. Like, what is the upside and what is the downside? Like when I'm evaluating a player, I'm like, OK, I'm thinking range of outcomes. What is what is the absolute best case scenario and what is you know, what what's the worst case scenario? So and that's going to help me as a fantasy baseball player and in life. And it's like when when I thought about doing this podcast, it's like, all right, the upside is that we create something that's pretty cool you know that like people enjoy and that you know you maybe where you know we get bigger uh the downside there really is no downside because even if it's only my mom and my dad who end up listening to this podcast <laughs> at least i am forming more of a friendship and a connection with two awesome people that uh share this passion of mine so you know I, again looking at it from that perspective it's like no brainer but yeah mike uh, pass it to you like what what are your goals for this podcast. Well, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. I mean, I love the verbs that you use to, to describe what we're going to be trying to do here. And I, I think the thing that I would add to that is just perspective. You know, I mean, I think one of the things that gets lost in the world a lot is people maintaining perspective on things and the game is supposed to be fun. And a lot of fantasy stuff has gotten way too serious has gotten way too specific and gotten away from the fans that want to play. And like Carlos said, that might be a little bit afraid to jump into the game that we play. And I think anything that we can do to diversify the game, to bring more people in from different walks of life, different faiths, different cultures, all that stuff. I'm a, I'm a middle-aged white guy living in the middle of America. Right. And so I, I realized in my life that I've been extremely lucky to be where I'm at and that I didn't do anything to really deserve the, the things that I've gotten. I got involved in fantasy baseball uh, many years ago playing. And as a writer, I always dreamed of being able to write about fantasy baseball. And a couple of years ago in the middle of the pandemic, um, I reached out to Michael Simeone at SP Streamer who hired me with only having read a couple of pieces that I had done uh, that really were not very good <laughs> at all. Uh, terrible analysis, terrible writing. And he gave me a chance. And it was in the middle of that time when we were all home here. And so I was able to kind of hone the craft a little bit and get some really good feedback from people 
uh, and got into the Roto Fanatic group as well before, you know, that kind of that kind of faded and everybody went their own separate ways into bigger and even better things. And I think the thing that I realized was, you know, being in my late 40s now, you kind of got to go for the things that you want to do in life. And uh, nobody's going to come and knock on your door and say, hey. Do you want to be on this really cool podcast with Torres mm-hmm. and Carlos Macano, two like genius guys, and you're just kind of along for the ride? Like, and I'm like, okay, that doesn't happen by just sitting on the sidelines and waiting. So I feel like I took the opportunity and made the most of it and have been very, very lucky to do that. And I will tell you, the thing that I enjoy the most about it is getting direct messages from people on Twitter saying, hey, this really helped me. Or, hey, what do you think about this guy that I'm about to pick up? Do I have a chance to pick up saves with Dylan Floral? And I'm like, man, don't do that to yourself. But I love that. Like that yeah. interaction that you have with people where you know that you're actually – people are reading what you have to say and you're making an impact. And like you said, if it's five people, then it's five people. Yeah. That's great. So let's go for it. I'm really excited about doing this with you guys. Again, when I found out who was involved, I was like giddy. I was like running around the house, like as fast as my little fat body could go. Like, oh, my God. Torres that must and have Carlos. been a sight. Holy. Oh, my God. It was really terrifying <laughs> for my children. Uh, I can tell you. But very excited to be with you guys. I mean, I, I, I admire both of you. Carlos, you know that my admiration for you goes back a really long way. And what you've been able to do and the way that you write and the and the way that you see the game is so different from how I do. And I admire that so much about you and Torres one of the funniest dudes on Twitter. Um, sometimes maybe not even trying to be funny when a little Torres walks into the room while he's recording, but that's the real stuff, man. I love it. I'm looking forward Thanks, to being man. on with you guys every week. Thanks, man. Well, I, I did want to hear uh, Carlos, because I, I really don't know the backstory. How did you, I mean, you mentioned that you did the mentorship program, but tell me a little bit about how you got how you got involved in fantasy baseball in general and, and how you got involved a little bit more uh, in the industry. So um, it's kind of, can, can you hear me guys? Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, in 2019, my life was upside down <laughs> in personal. And, and, mm-hmm. uh, and this is something that, that people don't realize, right? That we are not only words and, and, and stuff that we put out in, 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 in writing. We're human beings with our brightness and our mm-hmm. problems, you know? And complex. Uh, yeah. 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 And, it was upside down in a million ways and um, it got, I, I, I went through a phase of a transition and I got, I saw this uh, announcement from, from the guys at picture list regarding the, the mentorship. And um, I said, you know what, I'm doing a lot of changes in my life. This is something I, I I've always dreamt about and I've never had the opportunity or, or, Anyway, a lot of stuff. So I, I sent an email, Alex replied, and he assigned me a, a mentor. And this was none other than the amazing Jason Collette, which mm. is oh, like, you pretty know, good. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, I was like, oh my God, is this guy really going to take some time to, to, to talk to me? And it took Jason one meeting and he said, you know what? The, the best thing I can tell you is just start writing, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, start, start. It might not be good at the beginning. It was really very, very straightforward. And said, um, no one's going to tell you anything about it because it's even if for yourself, get a blog or do something, but start. You, you, mm-hmm. can, you won't get anywhere without doing it. 
So I did. I did, and I bought a domain, and I started my my uh, uh, own site, and started putting my you know ramblings. And as Mike says at the beginning, everything is terrible, man. Now no one, you know, you are just by yourself. And I'm not saying that it's better now, but but uh, it was hard in that regard. But you know what? I was you know like putting this out, and and nothing was you know I, I didn't know if anyone was reading or anything. Mm-hmm. But Michael Simeone put a comment in my in one of my articles, a lonely comment in my, and he said, "Oh, this stuff looks nice. Uh, keep going." Oh, man, it meant the world to me. Mm-hmm. It meant the world, and uh, I I got the you know like the um, courage to try to to do it for other people and i applied for picture list and and nick did an interview and and he gave me a shot you know and then i i had the opportunity to meet a lot of great people back there in picture list i also got the opportunity from the guys that the uh, six man rotation um jason and um all the the degrees and all the other guys uh connor kirken and man things just got from there and and ray butler also from Mm -hmm. prospects 365 he gave me some opportunities and it was a dream it's been a dream for me because i mean we know we, we we will not it, this won't get us rich this won't get us you know <laughs> I, i'm i'm not thinking that this but it's a passion at the end right and 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 when you see that things start going you know in the right direction and it kept growing up from there and until i got the opportunity to to be a finalist for the fswa's awards and it was like come on man this can't be true you know yeah. one year ago my my life was going downhill and 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 now in my small universe this is like the the, the brightest and best thing that has happened to me and and i cannot but to be thankful for for that and and i have got the opportunity i met my guy you torres and all you know every person even those that sometimes aren't as receiving or or, or uh, uh um, i don't want to use nice but i mean it's it's a small micro universe that you you have to deal with you learn something from from everyone and 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 my intention now is to keep doing this and and the more for the right the more fun yeah mm-hmm. yep and so the, the the theme is this game this silly game of ours <laughs> that we stress over and yeah. you know like uh we think so much about it's added a lot of value to our life regardless like some people may be like oh my god fantasy baseball like (laughs) really you're spending time on that but listen man like you know it is something that uh when you really get into it like it it hooks i mean for me it just hooked me from day i i i was a big baseball card guy Mm -hmm. uh, or kid i should say uh and it's just like the fact that this game was created, it was, I, I just like, I fell in love with it. I remember the first, the first time I ever heard about anything even remotely fantasy related was the 1998 all-star game. Mm-hmm. This was the one at uh, Coors Field. And I went to my friend's house and I was, so 1998, I was 12 years old. And 
his older brother, who I thought was like a god. I mean, he was like, I don't know, he was like 17. He was like cool, you know, it's like so I go over the house to watch their game to to watch the All-Star game at their house. And he we pick players and he's like showing me, he's like, okay, so whoever scores the most points, like whoever hits a home run gets this many points or whatever, you know, whoever has the most points at the end of the night wins. So it was like the first, it was <laughs> my first experience with DFS, let's say. Yeah. And it, I, my mind was blown. I'm oh, like, sure. oh, crap, this is amazing. And then I never really like, I just w- didn't really know about fantasy until probably like four years after that. And then I started to learn more. And then, then again, I w- I was just hooked. So yeah, you got three people here who absolutely love the game. We're going to bring you, uh, we're going to bring you everything that we have, but I wanted to move on um, to talk a little bit about what this season has been like uh, for you guys. I mean, I'll, I'll start out so far. Um, I'm in the main event. I'm in four DCs uh, draft champions, which are 50 round draft and hold leagues, which are awesome. Um, you know, I'm in a home league, uh, mm-hmm. So overall, I'd say my my year, it's not I, I'm I can't complain. My main event, I'm in second. I'm in second in one of my DCs and I'm in actually I'm in third in my home league. But like it changes every day. I was in first the other day. So overall, been a, a, a decent year. I went into this year. I mean, maybe I'm just like totally, you know, like my goal this year was to win the main event. That mm-hmm. was like my thing. Um, and I, I loved my draft and I'm like, I got it. This is it. <laughs> this is the winner right here. Um, you know, so there's been some mistakes along the way, but, uh, still again, overall can't complain, at least get to sweat these last three weeks. These last three weeks are stressful, man. I'm, uh-huh. I'm ready. You know, like it really, <laughs> sure. this is crunch time, but uh, I want to hear from you guys where, how has the season gone for you? Um, overall and just general thoughts like any takeaways uh from this season so far yeah well you know for me in my leagues um it's been a bit of a mixed bag truthfully um i mean i only do one home league now it's a league that i've been in for about uh 15 years um i'm in position to win that one where the playoffs start this week i have a buy which is always helpful that first round you never want to get knocked out by a lower seed there in the first round so i'm in pretty good shape there i'm in glarf glarf started off really well for me i draft i felt like i had a really strong draft um as we will talk about on this podcast i am maybe one of the worst fab players of all time um i'm terrible at it I, i've gotten better um I've sort of run out of gas there and Glarf I'm um, uh, and at like 14th place right now, which is not good. Uh, I had been as high as fifth uh, TGFBI. I'm in the top three, uh, which has been really good. And there's some pretty good players in that league. So I feel like I've learned well there. I did a couple of best balls this year too, which I really, really liked. And I feel like plays to my strength. Um, I feel like I'm really good at draft prep. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not as good as the free agent acquisition process. So Mixed bag for me too, um, but I think one of the things that I took away is that I really do like best ball, uh, and I plan to do more of those next year simply because it's like set and forget, right? Like you don't have to do anything with it. And I had never done one before this year. So um, I'm in first place in an SP streamer one there by a pretty comfortable margin. I think a comfortable margin. I guess I really don't never know. know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I got about a I got about a 450 point lead to go in there right now. So I'm hoping that that will be enough to 
uh, survive. So uh, it's been a fun year. I feel like I learned, I grew a lot from last year to this year by playing with uh, sharks like you guys. Um, I, I feel like I got a lot better this year. Nice. How about you, Carlos? So uh, for me, it's been also a mixed bag, to be honest. I my home league, I'm I'm doing well. Even I, I, I'm thought about myself about uh, like a. a, a as a roto player, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, uh, surprised in, in in a surprise way, uh, I've been doing better in a couple of H two H leagues that I'm doing, which is totally a surprise for me because I'm historically bad in in, in those. And so I'm reconsidering myself how many H two H leagues I will be doing next year and things like that. Um, but I'm I'm leading my my home league. I'm leading that one. Uh, I'm doing for the first time ever a main event league um, uh, as a co-manager because people outside the U.S. cannot be in in, uh, a paid NFBC leagues just as a co-manager. And I had this is one of the biggest and nicest surprises that Fantasy Baseball has brought me. I got out of nowhere a DM from someone. I said, hey, I've read your stuff. I, I have uh, uh, checked your pot intervention, you know, appearances. And would you like to co-manage a made event team with me? This is the nicest and great guy. Is He's called Mark, Mark Northen. Uh, an amazing fantasy baseball player. He's doing great in, in all the other leagues. But the one in which we are together, we in that one we got bossed by by Byron Boxen and Luis Robert this yeah. year. I mean, we he we we, we tried to reach for the upside and we got bit by, uh, yeah. by it. But um, it's been a tremendous experience for me because it was the first time I was doing, uh, you know, high stakes stuff, and the things that I've learned from the way that things are done there and from Mark himself, it's been one of the you know biggest uh, takeaways I've, I've taken from this year's uh um fantasy season and, and I, that's i cannot wait for next year to start because yeah i feel now that that i am in a better position to for that so that that would be my like my biggest takeaway from from this year Nice. that's crazy man so he just dm'd you and yes yes <laughs> did of, you want to co-manage this wow. and we've uh, during this season we've worked together we pre- we prep for for everything we we do this uh calls for fab and uh uh-huh. it's been amazing he's that's awesome an awesome guy and and we've we i mean i, I to be honest it, i think i've learned more from him that the whatever i've been able to to bring to the table and i i only for that i'm, I'm pretty thankful you know yeah. what's funny is that nobody reached out to me to ask me to play carlos in any league because they know that i suck at fab <laughs> <laughs> Well, Carlos, you brought up Luis Robert, man. I mean, he has been, I have him in a few leagues and I, I put out a tweet before the season. I was like, I think he's going to be the one one or one, one of the people we're considering at the one one next year um, because he had that skill set, right? He's, he's got the power, he's got the yeah. speed. And I thought he was going to all come together this season. He's been the most frustrating player to roster this, or, you know, at least like, from my experience, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just been like 
countless minor injuries and they say he's coming back the next day and then he's yeah. out of the lineup and then he's scratched and then it's a, and then you got a manager who has no idea you know like tony la russa oh my god let's not all go up, there so mike just, is in the room torres you, you, we're gonna kill him <laughs> yeah it, it's just it's a mess man so yeah he's he's uh sunk a lot of teams buxton as well same thing oh god um so uh I think they are both like pound by pound using a boxing term, like the best players in the world. The thing is that they don't have the crazy talent. They, they, yeah. never, they never play. So that's a no, no in, in, in this kind one of, of the, one of the problems with Robert here has been uh, kind of quietly. Uh, the media here has insinuated that they have mismanaged his injury um, playing time mm. that he should not have. He should not have been playing the last couple of weeks with this wrist. And because of the fact that everybody on everybody else on the team is hurt and or out of shape, um, they were forcing him to kind of play through it. And there was a it, there was big trouble here about six weeks ago. I don't know if you guys heard about that, where management had told those guys to not run out ground balls because they had so many soft tissue injuries with their legs that they were telling them not to hustle. So Mancada, uh, Luis Robert, uh, Eloy were like just dogging out ground balls and nobody knew like fans didn't know. We're like, what the heck is going on? Why are these guys not hustling? They were apparently told not to have um, they, and- Mike, I got, I got to ask you. And I'm glad like you have the Chicago perspective. I could give you a little bit of the New York perspective. Carlos, you could give us the Central American perspective. <laughs> Maybe they'll get a team down there. Yeah, I think they're playing a game in Mexico next year, right? I, I don't honestly don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I got to ask you, Mike, Do the, have they heard of stretching in Chicago? Is, is that a, a technique that is they're that familiar thing? with? <laughs> well, it's a really good question. I mean, I, Jack and I, my son Jack and I went to the game last weekend and uh, before the game, I mean, there was really not much going on. Like Eloy was running with some, he had some straps on and a guy was pulling a guy behind him kind of loosely. And I'm like, what are these guys doing? Like, is anybody going to be ready to play in this game? And they lost uh, to the twins that day. But um, yeah, there's a, there's been, they fired all the strength and conditioning people last year. Ironically, the guy who was in charge of that was named Alan Thomas, who's the father of Alec Thomas of the diamondbacks. And so they fired him and brought in this new crew and it's actually been worse. Oh uh, so hard to say how that's all going to work out. I hope that whoever the training crew is and they replace them, that they take Tony La Russa and his corpse with them um, oh. and get him out of Chicago once and for all. Uh, Tony did announce today. Uh, he was in Oakland. Uh, yeah. which of course the White Sox lost simply because he was in Oakland, as yeah. my friend Dan pointed out to me. Um, they were but, playing well before, right? Before yeah, yeah. Back. They, yeah, they were, they've, they're nine and three in their last 12 with Cairo running it. Um, fellow so, Venezuelan Cairo, by the way. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> you know, here's the thing. So they said they put it, he got a pacemaker apparently, but they're saying that he's not ready to come back into the dugout. So he's healthy again, but they're saying he might not come back. And now the bigger rumor is that the White Sox haven't said one word since he left the day that he was sick. And so there's a lot of people in Chicago who are thinking, hey, no news means like they're telling them, like, don't rush back. Like, we don't really want to, you know. Um, So we'll see a completely dysfunctional um, thing they got going on over there. And it starts at the top. Right. You know, like sometimes we kind of I, I know. In today's game, especially it's so focused on stats and analytics, we almost treat these players like robots. But, you know, these sometimes like just the manager, it does matter, man. Like, especially when they're as bad as La Russa, yes. you know, um, 
you know, you saw it with the Phillies. Joe Girardi left. I mean, that team took off. You know, was that coincidental? Maybe. Uh, but I think there there's something to that. You know, the, the leadership at the top, it trickles down to these yes. players in some yep. form. You know, look oh, at the sure. Mets. Yeah. It ain't the same old Mets. It, you know, I, hopefully they don't collapse here in the last three <laughs> weeks. But, you know, uh, Buck Showalter, just having the right leader, the right presence, mm-hmm. um, it, it really can make a significant impact. Sure can. As I mentioned, we got about three weeks left in this season. Um, you know, we thought about having a guest on. And personally, I was just thinking it's kind of a tough time, number one, to get guests. Like, you know, beat writers are right now, a lot of them are in the thick of, of covering a pennant race or, you know, it's just kind of a, a tough time to get started. So our plan is to get that part of this podcast going during the off season. I think that that information is going to be very valuable you know, as we start prepping for drafts next year. But listen, we still got three and a half weeks left. Um, championships can be won or lost during this time. Uh, and there's so much, inf- even if you're out of it, you know, I put a, a tweet out recently that, you know, even if you are not in contention, don't, don't just check out, you know, it, like I think a lot of people, you know, if they're not really in it, um, they check out and go to football or, or whatever. Um, you know, and I think for a couple of reasons, number one, just be like, I think it's just like common courtesy, you know, to like, not just totally not check your lineup or, you know, at least try to set your lineup, even if you're not in the thick of it, because that can, especially if you're in Roto, that could have an impact on the overall standings. So I I think it's just good to be fair to to the rest of your league. But also if you check out now, you're missing. A lot of information that, you know, is going to be really valuable for next year. Who are the young players who are getting a shot now that may be relevant next year? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's uh, what guys are are developing, you know, like these three weeks can tell us a lot. So we yeah. hear from you guys. What do you is there anything that is catching your eye right now that you really want to um, pay attention to over these next few weeks or, or what are you looking to, you know, accomplish in the, before the end of the season here? So I, I and this is a great point uh, because uh, what I've found in previous seasons is that I, I, I am a, a pitching guy. I, I love looking and, and checking on pitchers. And, and, and I think, it's one of the things about the game that attracts me the more, right? And what I've seen is that sometimes you can see at the end of the season the possible breakouts in yes. pitching for the following season. Yep. It happened with Kevin Gosman. It happened with um, Zach Wheeler. It, it, it happens with a lot more people than than we realize. Mm-hmm. Um, the, because sometimes they're in teams that are out of the out of the race and they start doing new things or doing these small changes here and there. And this is a perfect time for them to, to do that in front of live major league hitters, you know, and right. they can check results right away and not wait until spring training when the, you know, the, the competition is not as sharp. And, and uh, so I, I would add to what you said that do not sleep on, on, on pitchers for this couple of, of weeks that are left. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for uh, pitch mix changes or velocity bumps, right? I mean, that can be, um, you know, that can be predictive 
for the following season. A guy that I would that um, this applied to this uh, this season was John Gray. Mm-hmm. John Gray in the second half of last year, I, I forget how big of a bump he had, but his velocity went up like I think two ticks in the second half. Yeah. And he was a guy targeted. And, and unfortunately, he hasn't stayed healthy the entire year. But when yeah. he's pitched, he's been really good. And and those changes have carried over. And especially it helped that he got out of Coors Field, right? Um, but uh yeah, you're absolutely right, Carlos. Just paying attention to uh, changes that people that pitchers especially may be making uh, is, is so important as we prepare for next year. Uh, Mike, what about you? What are, what are you looking at for these next three weeks? Is there a specific player that's caught your eye that you really want to pay attention to or or anything more big picture that you're looking at? Well, besides watching the San Diego Padres fold like a cheap card table, which seems <laughs> to happen every year, despite the massive amounts of money that they spend. I, I'm, I know that makes me a bad person, but I love when that kind of stuff happens. When somebody who spends a grandiose amount of money has it blow up in their face. I know that makes me a bad person. There's oh, many, no, it's there's many yeah. reasons that there's many reasons that I'm a bad person. No, what, yeah. what I really like to do this last month of the season, um, I find myself really watching the prospects that come up and see how they're developing. So, you know, down in Arizona, you got guys like Corbin Carroll, you got Alec Thomas, who we're big fans of in the Carter house. Uh, he played in Kane County, which is right in our backyard. Uh, it was super nice to my kids and it was really cool. Um, so watching those guys and seeing how they kind of divvy up the playing time down there, I, I find those types of things really interesting. You know, Arizona, for example, has about six different guys that they could be playing in the outfield right now. They got Varshio, they got Carson Kelly, seeing how that all kind of shakes out. Um, and I love watching uh, the Orioles are really fun to watch right now with Gunnar Henderson and uh, Adley Rutschman, who is a stud already. I, I love watching that kind of stuff. And I, and I know that those guys won't fly under the radar, but I really enjoy watching those prospects come up uh, and see what they have and, and, and see what ends up going on with those guys. I, I love the stories like the Brandon Hughes of the Cubs who, you know, uh, had a, a, a significant uh, change made um, in the, Cubs pitching labs, which if you guys have not done any research on that, it's pretty fascinating. I, I threw that out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago um, where they're helping these guys with pitch mix changes and, and angle arm angles and different things like that. I just love those types of stories, the underdogs and the people that kind of come out of nowhere, get that chance in September for the cup of coffee and come up and see how they go. But I really am finding myself watching the prospects. And like Carlos said, I'm really big into pitching. Obviously, I write about relief pitchers for fan tracks. It's kind of my my big thing. And I always find it interesting to look at the end of the year with bullpens and say, boy, I didn't see that one coming. You know, <laughs> you know, you didn't, nobody had Scott Efros on their radar before the season started. Right. So that, like, that my friend is not true. That <laughs> is not true. We have I a believer have Scott Efros <laughs> and it really hasn't paid that many, like the results <laughs> haven't been that great from like a fantasy perspective. I got him in like three DCs because you nice. know, who was on it was, um, Greg Jewett. He oh, was yeah. big on he was a big Scott Efrost guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a bro- Greg's a brilliant dude. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah he's fantastic. Great info at a uh, reliever recon. But uh yeah, absolutely. There's there's so much information. Uh, you know, and then it, I feel like once the season ends, you know, last year I kind of took a couple months off. I just felt like it was my first year in the main event. I really like grinded that one out. Uh, and I just needed a break from baseball this year. I feel like once the season ends, maybe I'll take like a week and I'm ready to, to get back into it. Especially now we're doing the podcast. Like 
I can't just like sit back and not know, you know, like I'm going to be prepared. Um, So I'm going to be jumping into it. And there's so much that we're going to have to kind of digest here with the rule changes that just came out. And, you know, uh, it's just fascinating. There's so much to, to look at. Um, so I can't wait to dig into it. Uh, I'm, but I'm, you know, really just trying to win some leagues now and, and just really going to enjoy these, these last three and a half weeks. I can't believe it's over already. You know, (laughs) I remember back in March, I was like, uh, I'm sure you guys felt the same way. I was like, Oh my God, we're not going to have a baseball. Oh my God. It was just like, I was just really like, it's, crazy to think about but like it caused me anxiety to think like we're we're not gonna have any any baseball and uh yeah at, at one point it really looked like that so so glad that we we ended up having i think it's been an awesome year overall um and looking forward to these these next three weeks here but listen we just wanted this to be kind of an intro um you know to our podcast we welcome any feedback positive negative uh whatever it is uh, we want to get better. You know, we want to put out something that's of value again to this, uh, to the fantasy baseball space. So uh, please feel free. If you have comments, you can, uh, we don't have an official like Twitter page for the, uh, for the podcast yet, but uh, you could, I'm at Torres takes, uh, you could certainly send me feedback, anything that you would like to see, but fellas, uh, anything else that we want to add before we wrap up this, this intro podcast. Uh, what what I would add, and it's just a small thing, but in the end can make the difference, is remember, guys, that we are in for the fun of it, you know? And the moment it starts feeling like uh, work, that it's, we already have our day jobs and we already have our million situations. It's not, it's not um, wrong to take a break, take a deep breath, and go back. It, it's it's just a matter of putting things in perspective and 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 enjoying what we do day after day. I needed that reminder. Thank you, <laughs> Mike. Anything yeah. else? I think the thing that I would just say is like you know, um, I, I don't. I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way. I, and I think people who know me know how I really feel about this. But I feel like part of what we can do with what we're doing here is pay it forward, you know, to the, the people that are thinking about getting involved in the, in the industry. Um, I, I'm not comfortable using that term for myself a lot of the time that I'm part of the industry. Cause I don't really know what that means. I guess right. I, I do get paid to write. So I guess that does make me part of the industry, so to speak. Um, but if we can pay it forward for people that are sitting on the fence right now thinking, Hey, if these three guys can do it, I can do it too. And maybe get more involved with it. Uh, especially if it goes across, uh, boundaries that exist right now, I'm a huge fan of that. And I think, one of the things that I would like to do too is, you know, the people that helped me along the way that really kind of, you know, took me under their wing or let me approach them with a cup of coffee. I mean, I accosted Doug Dennis at a baseball HQ event in Oak Brook, Illinois, here outside of Chicago. He had no idea who I was. And I just walked up to him and I had a cup of coffee with him. He couldn't have been nicer to me. Brent Hershey, Ray Murphy, oh, uh, all those guys from HQ, they're just amazing people and yeah, um, have always been been super helpful to me. And so if there's any way, shape or form that we can do that, or if there's somebody out there who's looking for advice on how to get into it or just wants to get going with it, reach out, man. Like, I love talking about this stuff and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you privately or give you my phone number. We can talk, whatever, Zoom. Uh, I love doing it. It is a passion. You said it before, Torres. 
And Carlos, you said it too. We are passionate about this. We're going to bring that to you guys on a weekly basis, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, just to add to what you were saying, Mike, I uh, I haven't met one person um, in this industry who has been a jerk. <laughs> you know, like everybody I've dm'd or you know whatever uh i don't know if you saw the um video i put out the other day but i ended up meeting ariel cohen just randomly oh, at yeah. a pool yeah. in long island like i don't even live <laughs> i live like, an hour and a half away and you know i just hear his voice i'm like oh my god i know that voice oh for sure yeah <laughs> it, it just <laughs> for the, sure. the weirdest thing and, and you know i'll be honest like sometimes i feel like I don't know where this is all headed for me. You know, I don't know if this is just, you know, if, if this is going to stay where it is or, you know, if this is something that I could turn into something where I make money off of it or, you know, more of like a career type thing. I That would be the dream, right? I know that's not easy, but sure. You know, I feel like there are like little signs like that that get put out. Like, what are the chances I meet somebody, make a connection like that randomly? You know, it's like that's almost like I don't know, you know, I, I'm not like a religious person, but I'm like, that's like the universe telling me something. <laughs> like, yes. Follow this path, because I keep getting these little crumbs that are like placed in front of me like, all right, you know, like maybe I should keep moving in that direction. So uh, but yeah, it, it, everybody in this industry that I've um, met or talked to has been super approachable. So definitely would encourage others to to get involved because it does. Uh, it's a good feeling. But anyway, we are going to leave it there. Um, anybody who took their time to listen to this, we appreciate you, mom, dad. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, my kids. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My daughter wants to listen to this. So we'll probably be playing it in the car. But uh, anyway, thank you. Um, you can find me at Torres Takes on Twitter. Uh, guys, just please tell people where they could find you. Um, at C-A Marcano C-A-M-A-R-C-A-N-O and, and I have the worst Twitter handle of all time as really I've is. talked about many many times <laughs> well you know the funny thing is, is I joined Twitter about five years ago because my daughter's like fifth grade class was on it and I just made up a stupid um, handle M-D-R-C-0508 and the reason why is because my initials are Michael Daniel Richard Carter Oh, and and right. And my favorite players when I was a kid growing up were George Brett, number five, and then uh, Nomar. Sorry, Torres. And then oh, number God. number eight was number eight was Cal Ripken. So uh, that's why. And it's worst Twitter handle ever. And then you told me one time, one of you got you got, you told me, like, you know, you could change that. And I was like, you can like I know nothing about tech, you know, so like maybe I should change it. But now it's become sort of a punchline. So maybe I just got to leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, before I was as I was preparing for this, I was looking up your your handles and I saw yours and I'm like, oh, like I don't even like I forget <laughs> it. It's just I'm not even gonna bother with it. so uh all right guys. Well it's been it's been fun. Um thank you again for anybody who listened and you have just listened to the first episode of the fantasy baseball beat. We'll talk to you next time.